0: Welcome to Leaders of the West, a podcast for innovators and change makers. I'm your host, Jesse Jarvis, the founder of Of the West, and I'm sitting down with agriculturalists, entrepreneurs, executives, and everyone in between with the goal of digging into the strategies, mindsets, and lessons that have been crucial to the success of Ag and Western. Whether you're carrying on the next generation of your family's operation, starting something from scratch, or determined to climb up the leadership ladder, We're going to inspire you to continue to dream big, growing not just you, but the future of agriculture and Western as a whole. Let's go. Well, hello there. I hope you guys are having a good end of August. Gosh, it is so hard to believe that summer is almost over. School has started back up for the majority of you who have school kids. College has started back up for the majority of you who are in college or who have those college-age kids. I don't necessarily know that I am ready for fall, but ready or not, fall is almost here. Which, before we get into the podcast, I actually want to talk about a couple of things that are coming to of the West, specifically in relation to fall. So I talked about those of you who are in college, so whether you are somebody who is in college or You have that college-age kid. You know of somebody who is in college. In the month of October of the West, every year, we host a webinar, and it's called Navigating Your Next Step. And the purpose of that webinar is to really set those upperclassmen, so juniors and seniors in college, up for the next step in their lives once they graduate college. The majority of that age group, they either need internships in the summer that they need to start applying for in the fall. Or they're going to be graduating in April and May. So they need to start applying for jobs. So we really get that age group in the frame of mind of what are you going to do next? What can you be doing right now? So that come May, you don't have to go back home and live with your parents. (laughs) So if you know of anybody who is in that age range, I will be sure to drop the sign up for that webinar. It's absolutely free to attend. And that way you can get it on the top of your mind to make sure that you are there for navigating your next step. We always have some great guests come in. You guys are going to love it. And then the other thing that I wanted to talk about is we always have great jobs on the site, but right now we have a ton of really good jobs. So if you guys have not created that user profile on Up the West, it's absolutely free to do so. Make sure that you upload your resume into our resume database because employers have the ability to use that so they can reverse search instead of you having to hunt for the perfect opportunity. Employers can hunt for you based on your skills and the keywords that you have listed in your resume. So make sure that you get that resume. Keep it general. It doesn't have to be specific because obviously employers of all shapes and sizes are going to be looking at that. So definitely keep that resume general, but make sure to upload one because it's kind of like buying the lottery ticket. You're never going to win the lottery if you don't buy the ticket. It never hurts to have your resume in that resume database. And like I said, it's absolutely free to create that account on Of the West. Now, if you're an employer, it's also really easy to get your jobs posted on Of the West. That's something that I haven't talked much about in these podcasts, but I do want to dedicate some time to that just because One of the things that we consistently hear from employers is how quality the candidates on Of The West are because employers know that those candidates either have experience in the industry or they have passion in the industry. And I am never going to dog any other job sites, but I will say that mainstream job sites are going to bring in mainstream people. And there's nothing wrong with that, but if you are looking for candidates with experience, Or passion for your industry, then there's no reason not to post those on Of the West because that is exactly the type of job seeker, the type of perfect candidate that we serve you guys. So today's episode that I want to get into is walking the walk. So probably about a month ago, I was on Facebook or Instagram. And to be honest, I don't remember which it was, but I saw a post talking about the importance of leading by example. And it said, if you want your kids to read, they need to see you reading. If you want your kids to work out, then they need to see you working out. And now it went on to list a lot more examples, all of them just as accurate and relatable as those first two. And when I read the post, I thought, man, that's really good. So I went back through the post and I read each of those lines again. If you want your kid to read, then they need to see you reading. Clearly, that means that you can't tell people to build good habits if you aren't building them yourself. But even deeper than that, it really means being an encourager. It means to lead by example. And it made me ask myself if I was taking the time to do and to show my kids the things that I want them to do. Not very well. I will say, though, going back to the example of reading, I have always been a reader. And I always assumed that that was because I did well in school and I enjoyed learning and my mom read to me a lot as a kid. But now that I'm older and wiser, I realized that I was a reader because I saw my parents reading. Now, granted, back in the 90s when I was a kid, It was a lot easier to make time to read because back then we had three TV channels and an antenna that you had to walk outside and twist with a pipe wrench with someone yelling out the window. If the picture was getting better or getting worse computers, internet, social media, none of that existed. So after the news was over, which we were a ranching family. So the news was a religious. We watched that every night to know what we were going to be able to do the next day. But after the news was over, we would either go outside and we would ride, we'd rope the dummy or we'd read. Now, riding and roping the dummy were not as easy to do in the winter because Idaho is a very wintry place. So in the winter, we read. And I still to this day remember at night, my mom would have a book and she would be reading and my dad would have a book and he would be reading. And I would obviously have a book and I would be reading. And I read up until college where I read too many textbooks and I never wanted to read again. And then I dipped a toe back into reading, but we had kids. And if you are somebody who likes quiet when you read, small children and quiet do not go hand in hand. So I got off the reading bandwagon. But now our kids are a little bit older and they know what books are and they love books, which I am so thankful for. But kids are sponges and they soak up what is around them. And I know that it would be really easy for them to stray away from that love of books if they don't ever see their parents making time to read. If they see us on our phones when we sit down on the couch at night, guess what they're going to want to do when they get older? Now, if you guys listened to my solo episode on goal setting from a few weeks ago, you'll know that one of my goals is to read a book every month. I will also be the first to tell you that reading one book a month really isn't much. If I can get through a book in a week, then that means that I'm only reading one week out of the month and I'm not reading three weeks out of the month. So 25% of the time, I'm doing what I want my kids to do. It's not great, but it's a start. And you have to start somewhere, especially when it comes to really walking that walk. Especially if I'm filling up that extra time with other things that I want my kids doing. If I want Jet to go out and rope the dummy so that he can practice for his junior rodeos, guess what I need to be doing? I need to be doing it right alongside him. He needs to see me doing it even when he's not doing it so that that way it encourages him to want to go do it as well. My kids would think I am an absolute lunatic when they are older, when I tell them they need to go volunteer if they have never seen me volunteer a day in my life. And I would even go as far as to say that what we do versus what we say applies just as much to our spouses and significant others and those types of relationships as it does to children. Because if I told my spouse that he needed to change his eating habits, but here I order fast food every day, I bet he wouldn't change his eating habits, would he? Luckily, that's not anything Justin needs to worry about because that man is a beanpole. But you can see how that type of modeling one's actions transcends parenting and goes into those other relationships like with your spouse or with your friends or with other people in your life. Life is really more about what we do and less about what we say. And I really do think that that has something that has been lost in this day and age. You know, there's a lot of truth behind the Mother Teresa quote, If you want to change the world, go home and love your family. The quote isn't go home and tell your family how to change the world. It is go home and love your family. The quote really doubles down on the importance of action, knowing that your actions will lead others to follow suit far more effectively and efficiently than your words ever will. And I can say that I have had those relationships in life where people have told me what to do, but they don't do it themselves. And it's really difficult for me to want to respect that because I am absolutely a person who wants to see somebody putting in the work. I firmly believe in the saying that actions speak louder than words. So if I believe that, I then need to model that. So how does the topic of walking the walk surpass being a parent or a spouse and spill into other aspects of our lives? Something that I have really learned as both an employer and as an employee is that if you are a leader... You can't ask your employees to do anything that you aren't willing to do. It doesn't matter if you are the owner of a business, if you are leading a team, if the only person below you is an intern, if you mentor a group of kids, leading by example is critical. When you lead by example, you don't just push team members towards excellence. You are actively demonstrating that you have to put in the work. You have to do the thing that the action is the key piece of the ingredient. I had a friend, this has been a long time ago, she worked in a coffee shop and the shop was always open on holidays, like Christmas and Thanksgiving, namely because in this town, no other coffee shop was. So the owners of the coffee shop thought, well, if nobody else is open, people still want their coffee. If there are travelers on those holidays, we want to be the place that is open for a few hours in the morning. Now, I remember how frustrated my friend was because she told me that she had to work on Thanksgiving or on Christmas versus making memories with her family. And I asked her, I said, hey, so the family works in this business. Do they ever make it a point to work on those holidays? And she said, no. They always had holiday plans, and they always had one or two employees who worked. I will say, I will be the first to say that if you are the boss, you have worked your tail off, and you have absolutely afforded the right to work when and how you want to. But there is a difference in being in charge and being a leader. In that family coffee shop where family members worked all other days of the week, a leader would have their family show up on Thanksgiving morning or on Christmas morning dressed to the nines in their holiday fun attire, and they would have worked together to make coffee available for a few hours before shutting down for the day so that everybody could go home and enjoy the holiday. I can guarantee you that if that was the environment, if that family was showing up on those holiday mornings, my friend never would have been as frustrated by working those same days because her employer was there proving that they were willing to do what they ask of their employees because they were leading by example. But she was frustrated by it because they would ask her to sacrifice her holiday mornings so that they could spend them with their family and she would have to spend it in their business operation. Now, when I share that example, it's pretty easy to see how that doesn't jive well with employees because holidays are a big deal. Even big box stores like Walmart or Target are making it a point to close on those big holidays to give time to their employees and their families so that they can make those memories. So let's bring that theory down to some more everyday examples. You are not going to gain much respect when you harp on your employees to stay late while you're the one who cuts out every day at three o'clock. We have all seen that boss and we all roll our eyes when they walk out the door early after they've asked everybody to stay late to work on a project. We can easily see why that is going to cause some friction in a company. If you are somebody who is constantly working from home, but you always veto requests from your employees to let them have hybrid schedules or flex schedules so that they can occasionally work from home, your employees are going to get frustrated. And because you're not leading by example, it's going to be really apparent to them that you aren't a person of your word and that your actions don't match. And that's one of the aspects that can easily begin to create holes in what is an otherwise very sturdy ship. And once you start taking on water in one compartment, it's hard to keep everything else afloat. It chips away at your relationships with others. It can allow people to think that it's okay if you do it, then it's okay if they do it. And it doesn't really matter if you're an officer two or if you are an office of 20 or 200. That kind of leadership can really put a negative impact on your company culture, both internally and externally. If we want to strengthen our industries, we have to start by strengthening our companies and our personal impacts. And the only way that we can increase those is if we work to strengthen ourselves. So now, as a friend, I encourage you. To go find where is somewhere in your life where you could become a better leader, a better parent, a better spouse, a better friend by walking the walk and not just talking the talk by being somebody whose actions speak louder than their words. I know that you are somebody who walks by example, who leads with excellence in your workplace, in your relationships with your families. And I am so excited to hear what that one thing is that you are going to start being a better example in mine. I've gotten my reading down. I'm going to have to go pick another task and work on being a better example to my family, to my employees, and we can get better together. If you were able to take something away from today's episode, please do me a favor, take a screenshot of this episode, drop it in your stories, whether that is on Instagram, whether you make a Facebook post, whether you share your takeaway on LinkedIn, your word of mouth, your sharing, your encouraging, people to listen to the podcast makes such an impact for this podcast of the West, for jobs in the industry, for our industries as a whole. That one little thing of sharing this podcast makes a really big difference. It is the ripple effect for our company. So I cannot thank you enough for those of you who do share. And I cannot wait to see you guys back here next week for the next episode of Leaders of the West. We have a really good guest and you are going to love their wisdom and insight. Okay, until next time, I will see you later. If you've loved this episode, do us a favor and share it with someone else who might find just as much value in it as you did. We're on a mission to continue to grow and strengthen the future of agriculture and Western industries and you spreading the word helps us make more of a positive impact. It also makes a big difference when you take a minute to go rate and review the show. We can't thank you enough for listening, for sharing, and for loving Ag & Western as much as we do. We'll see you back here for our next episode.